I want to say a quick prayer. Lord God, I just come into you right now. I thank you and I praise you for our time of worship. God, I thank you that you are who you are. I thank you that you forgive, you love, your grace is sufficient. You are truly worthy of everything we have to give, our praise, our gifts, ourselves. God, you are amazing. And we are absolutely grateful today. We're grateful here in this moment because I believe everybody here recognized and understood who you are, understood how awesome you are, how amazing you are. Father, we just ask and pray as we transition, Lord God, as we begin to discuss, talk about, and interact, hopefully apply your word. Lord God, I pray that your presence would stay evident, that you would continue to manifest in our hearts and in our minds. God, that you would remove the scales from our eyes Allow us to hear what thus saith the Lord. Have your way in this place, Lord God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. And the whole church says, amen. Um, I have a few, I'm doing things a little bit different today. And with that, with that, I am going to ask, um, I'm going to ask something that's a little out of the ordinary here. Uh, and I mean, obviously, you have every right to do whatever it is you want to do. But I am going to ask that if you are in the further back rows, will you move up closer right here in the center area? Will you do me that favor? I know it may be a little uncomfortable for you. You're not used to it. But please come right on up in a little closer, if you wouldn't mind. <clears throat> um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I just, I feel like, you know, what we're about to do calls for a little bit of uh, personal, what is it? What's the look? What's the, it's kind of a personal atmosphere, you know? It's a little bit closer, intimate. Yes, there we go. Uh, we've been doing our, house groups and if you haven't had the opportunity to do that please we want to invite you out but that's kind of the feel I want maybe maybe not quite our house groups because if you've been <laughs> it's it's a little little bit closer than comfort on for some people um but we we definitely make it work thank you for moving up for me so I'm going to invite some people up to the stage with me today um we have a special thing that we're doing, as you see behind me. It says, my testimony. I am the church, right? For the last few weeks, we've kind of went through some things uh, that just are hitting right along this area. So I'm going to ask that uh, the persons, Pastor Chancey and Holly, would come up and join me. Yeah, let's give them a hand. Let's give them a hand for even being willing to do this. They're like, what? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to hear from 
from Holly. She's like, Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were voluntold. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, next, I'm going to ask to join me uh, Mr. and Mrs. Arnold, Alan and Sharia Arnold. Where you are? There you are. There you are. Yes. Yes. Blessed. Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Mike, do me a favor. Can you, Malachi, sorry, right? Malachi, not Malachi. Can you do me a favor? There is a stool, tall one, sitting right out here by the lockers. Can you bring that in for me? Uh, next up, next up, uh, I need Miss Jeanne Grant. Let's go. Let's give her a hand. Who's next? Because I'm just pulling from the crowd. I need you to know that. It's like, eh, eh. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, one more, one more. Mm -mm -mm. Mr. Noah. Mr. Noah Strong. Uh, <laughs> hey, you, you adults, you didn't help none of them. Noah had a, he had a following. They came. They came deep out here for Noah. So uh, let's see. Let me let me make sure I'm gonna pull out my. Yep. Thank you. Go. I'll take that. Uh, let me see. I need to find a place where I can sit. I didn't want to be in the way. They they set the chairs up a little bit different, but I mean I didn't tell nobody. I didn't give any specific direction, and this is good. You can see everybody, right? Everybody can see them. Nice. Nice. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask one more thing. If you can go ahead and cut the lights in the house on so that they can see everybody. You know, you can see them. I want them to be able to see you. So if somebody could go back and hit those switches in the back to turn the lights on, I would appreciate it. <clears throat> so over the last few weeks, uh, we had Pastor Chancey who preached a word and... Uh, his word was, um, what is the church, basically? What is the church? You know, we all hear about it. We all talk about it. But what is the church? And then, um, and then Pastor Ryan followed that up with, um, how, See, I had the same issue last night at the small group. I was like, did you have a title? <laughs> what is the church? And then, like, how, how do we be the church, right? How do, we, how, how do we be the church? So if you were part of a small group, you had the opportunity to come and sit and discuss one of those two or maybe even both of those messages, so there's been plenty of discussion for those of you that did not have the opportunity to do that, or um, I could, I, you know, I'm gonna be honest. They all had the opportunity. For those of you that didn't take the opportunity to join us, I'm just gonna run down a few things and and cover a few things. When you hear when you hear "be the church," what does that mean to you? What does that mean? Right. And so I think that's 
kind of where Chansey's message came from. Well, what is the church in the first place? And, um, you know, why does it, why does it exist? Chansey's response came out of Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 6 through 9. Chansey called the church, or he said, it's, it's, the word church is kind of a safe word. Um, something that brings a feeling of comfort or familiarity. familiarity. I need to not say things like, you know, don't put it in the notes if you can't say it. Good grief. Familiar. Forget it. That's the hope, though, right? Like, we hope that that's the feeling that you get when you hear church. But there's some people that don't. Uh, But he used Deuteronomy chapter 7, 6 through 9, and he said you could very well replace the word Israel with the word church. And as it walks through that, um, it basically said God's purpose for Israel, the church, was to be a light to the world, showing what it meant to have a relationship with the God of the universe, the God who made and kept his promises, and the God of life. That's, what it, that, that's the purpose of the church. Then Pastor Ryan gave the recipe, right, out of first, Second Peter chapter 1. Um, and his recipe was, his recipe or the recipe that he gave out of the scripture was good. And he paralleled it to the body. But it's good for the body, the church. And it's also good for us as individuals, right? But it's all about what we do with that, how we Uh, apply it to our lives. So again, I ask you, how are you, how, how do you, how do you do this? How are people the church, right? Because we sit up here, we hear these great messages and they're wonderfully, uh, you know, articulated and all that good stuff. But can I, can I ask you a question and you, you don't have to answer me out loud. I mean, do you really know though, how to be the church? I mean, it's one of those things that look good on paper, sound really good when it's spoken out loud, but then we're like, hey, excuse me, did you, like, did you really catch how that's done? Like, what, is it, what does it look like exactly? I'm not really, you know what I mean? You're like whispering to your friends as you leave or in conversations because it's like, I don't, I don't really know how to do this. So I'm going to ask you a question. Am I alone in that? Is there anybody else out there who kind of still asks that question of, like, how do you really do this? What is it really? See, I got some of the young people. They're honest. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think I know, but I don't know. And then what we do is we begin to uh, mimic or, you know, we follow, right? We follow the leader. And if you got the wrong leader, then you're in trouble, you know, right? Because it's like, you know, the way you be the church is you tell everybody what they do wrong. And, <laughs> and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and I have preached over and over and over that being the church can get messy. It can look messy, right? It's not always perfect. Sometimes it looks great. It goes wonderfully. Um, and so I thought the best way... I thought the best way to have this conversation or to really discuss this, and I know we've done some of this in the small groups, but I wanted to bring forth 
true living examples. Normal people, right? I ran the gambit here. <laughs> oh, not Alan. She said Alan's not normal, Pastor Dwayne. <laughs> Look, don't you start making threats, okay? Look, I'm not even going to tell the people what you said. No, okay. Um, but we run the gambit here, okay? If you know these people, you know these are they're, they're normal people. But sometimes when you walk into church, you don't see them as that, right? Pastor Chancey, Miss Holly. We don't always see them as being normal because they seem like superheroes, right? In the kingdom of God, they are what I like to call, you know, majors and generals. You know what I mean? Like they are getting things done in the kingdom of God. So they don't always look normal. They don't always look like, you know, it seems like they're probably flying five feet above everybody else, you know? the highest person, you know? So if you're, if you're Heather Biddle, you're like up here, and then Chancey and Holly are up, just. just. <laughs> look, look, I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> but um, that's actually in my, I'm joking, it's not in my notes. <laughs> so we, we look at these people and they're awesome people. And sometimes I think we forget that they are normal people. They're normal people with real struggles and they are pursuing or attempting to be the church. So I thought to myself, instead of wondering and questioning, what does that look like? How does it work? I thought, why don't we give, why don't we give some testimonies? Let's hear how this is done. How do you do this? What does this look like to you? But I didn't just want the good cushy stories. FYI, there are none, but we always, see, we always seem to think that there are. <laughs> so if you thought there were, there aren't any real cushy stories. There's no perfect stories, okay? So let's look at how being the church is done. So you might hear today some, some gritty things. I, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I asked for their testimony. I will be honest and truthful with you. I want you to know that I did ask for specific uh, areas of their testimony, right? So seasons, if you will. I was like, can you kind of give me this season or this moment of your testimony, right? Because I want you to know that I did not pre-set up any of this, meaning I didn't tell them what to say. I did say I would like to hear about this situation, but I did not tell them what to say. So I don't know what they're gonna say, so if you don't like what they say, there are stones underneath your seats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are two mics on the ground, or three mics, so if you wanna grab those mics, if they're next to you, um, uh, there's one next to you, Holly, there. And then you guys can just kinda pass them as needed. We're going to try to work through this fairly quickly because I actually want to try to open up possibly for some Q&A. Is that okay? Is that cool? You guys down with that? Yep. All right. So first up on my list, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I just wrote it down. You just happened to be the first one up. Um, so you bought or you have bought into, you buy into the concept of being in the church. Um, and I know because I watch you. I'm speaking to all of you because I'm not going to repeat this again for each one. Um, I know because I've watched you. I've watched you do in ministry. I've did ministry with you. And um, I've did life with you on in some area, way, shape, or form. Okay? Each one of you. And I'm just going to ask you, as I already have, to share your testimony um, when it comes to being the church. So when you, when you hear be the church, what does that mean to you? Or as you say to other people, when you hear that, I am the church, I'm being the church, what does that mean to you? So first up, Alan and Sherea. Um, in the midst of ministry, right, uh, you guys found yourselves in a place of burnout, if you will. Um, your church experience changed, meaning you changed locations. Um, and you were able to, on some level, I think, or you, you took a step back. You said, we're, we're stepping back, we're stepping out, we're stepping away. Um, but how does that, how does that, I'm gonna use the word jive with being the church? How are you still being the church in that situation? Can you give me your testimony about that, however you see fit? No. <laughs> you should have put it down. It would be nice. <laughs> um, so for, for us, because i got to be careful speaking for my wife, um, being the church has just been serving. Um, we don't go out of our way to fill a spot. Um, I don't recall a time where I felt like I want that, so I'm going to go work for that. <sighs> Making ourselves available, showing up when there was an event, um, it, it goes back to my, my early days getting saved when I was in high school, and the youth group is the place to be when you, when you need to start connecting. Um, the youth group was pulled right into doing, uh, you know, local missions work, doing soup kitchens regularly. Um, just being there, being available, letting God open up opportunities. He puts the right people, <laughs> he puts the right people where you are when you do that. And for us, that service attitude has opened up every door that's been opened. Um, I, I have the job that I have today at 20, 25 years, however long it's been since I, you know, got saved and serious. The job I have 25 years later is because of those doors opened up in ministry and the people that I met who were willing to serve God just the same. Um, my family, my home, his provision has been us as selflessly as we can showing up and being the church in whatever capacity that is. That came out well, so we'll move on. 
here is the burnout part. I wasn't sure how this was going to work because he didn't give me the script I was hoping for. <laughs> we've, we've been um, long-term churchgoers. We have not bounced around. Um, we've, we've seen some ups and downs in the church that we long-term went through. And that was the better part of 13 or 14 years. Haley, Haley grew up there. Eliah grew up there. It was all Isaiah would ever know until um, we, till we stepped away to come here. And I think we got burned out twice in that period of time. Um, we, took a, we took a break for a few months, and we, we couldn't really even identify what the break was from. It was just too much. And it was it's just because of who we are. The break began to eat at us. Like we needed to do something again. We couldn't just not, we couldn't just not serve. I, there wasn't even a way to explain that. I'm, I'm not even that great of a person, so don't think that I needed to fill some some void. It was just like we, what are we doing? We have to do something worth doing right now. Before we came here, uh. My wife was, as many people found out, unfortunately or fortunately, uh, she was children's ministry. And man, can that drag your family through the coals. <laughs> it's, it can be tough. Go ahead and amen. When the, uh, when the pool of volunteers um, kind of dries up, and sometimes you can't even tell why. Um, I, a lot of it was really just because the people didn't have the heart to serve that my wife has, because she definitely has more of a heart for it than I do. Uh, we will serve in much different capacities, um, but for a long time I shared with her in the kids' ministry, and for the longest time, um, I, I can remember, <laughs> remember Mama G specifically, Tignetta knows, kids would come down to, uh, or the parents would bring the kids to the nursery, and it's me and her, Sunday to Sunday to Sunday. And I love that very much. I love little kids. They get into this in-between stage and teenagers, and it's not the same no more. <laughs> but I, I really enjoy being in the nursery. Um, as, as much as adults may not like me, the little kids like me. <laughs> I had no desire to leave her to carry that burden, and we just showed up to do it. In time, the demand kind of changed, and... I was needed over here where it was sound and media, and she moved from, it, 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 was, it was God pulling at her to do it. She's like, I have to do more than just nursery. So then she became the director of the, fortunately not the youth group. I'm surprised you guys <laughs> kind of put that under the umbrella. She took the three different classes of the kids down to nursery and administrated all that. Um, that is a level of service I can't even explain to you because I don't put that level of commitment in my job. I have no desire to. But to say that, the burnout started creeping in. It gets hard when you begin to feel like what you're doing is for the benefit of a specific couple of people and that it's not serving the kingdom. Uh, we know that in that sacrifice, because it's not supposed to be what we enjoy all the time, we know that in that sacrifice, there's, 
you know, there's, there's a heavenly reward. Um, that's where the burnout, it, the, the Sunday mornings where we would go home and my wife would break down because of how class had gone and how it just felt like she's trying to get through this ceiling that won't break. Um, you know, and I, I had to serve her by not overstepping my bounds and like, well, I'm going to head this up right now. Uh, on my side in the, uh, the media, on her side with uh, the children's ministry, which I will always believe was much more important, we did not feel like what we were doing had a, a, a kingdom benefit anymore. And it was a long time coming before we had to say this, this really is enough. And as hard as it was, uh, we had to figure out the words and the time and just put it out there. It's like, this is our cutoff. Uh, our, our family can't continue to do this because we've seen other families. I, I know you guys have seen families. Ministry will tear it apart. And for her to be at her wit's end over and over again and uh, me to kind of be powerless to just take it. Finally, one day, we, we, we felt God said, yeah, this, this, is, this is what it is. Step away and do well. Now, do I break here or do I get into the next part? I, I don't know. Go, let's, go ahead. Go ahead. Jump in. Jump in. Jump in. Yes. Go to, keep going. Um, as it was before, when we took a little sabbatical, we just can't not serve. Um, we, we couldn't not go to church. That, that didn't happen. I think maybe one or two Sundays, we used the excuse, or I used the excuse, I don't really know where to go. Can't we just be home a Sunday? Like, what's that like? Still not sure what that's like. Um, I know that us coming here, though. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. You're, you're going to. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just kidding. I just had to do that because it was, you know. No, this is great. Keep going, please. No. Um, we know what it's like to not have the ability to take that break. And more recently here, us being, being our part of things, we've seen other families who couldn't take that break be able to take that break. Um, just huge. So, us being unable to just sit and be lazy and selfish, we knew we, we had to go somewhere and continue to get fed, continue to tithe. Um, maybe I should have touched on that sooner, but he didn't, give me, he didn't give me bullet points how I should work through this. There's no script. Run, run over that one one more time for me. <laughs> in, in our... In our time serving, whether we were fed up, whether we were taking a break, um, we continued to give. And at the point where we felt like we shouldn't be giving to this church right now, we sent our money somewhere else. Um, Target Dayton was like the first place that came up. We're going we're gonna to send our money somewhere that we know it's going to be used for something worthwhile. We tithe. If you don't tithe, good Lord tithe. We serve and we tithe, and both are hard, but both have paid off. Amen. We came here reluctantly. Um, 
It, it really was. It's funny, but it was. We have family that pastors a church that was a little closer to home, and we, when we decided to come check out the body, then we went next Sunday, checked out the other church. We came this Sunday, checked out the body again, and we went back and checked the other, and all God four said, visits. stay there. Yes. No, 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 no. All four, all four visits. Every service, it was like, yeah, maybe we should stay here. And we go visit the other. Maybe we should stay here. It was, it was not an easy decision. Um, and it came down to us being selfless. And even when our, maybe I'll talk about our kids. Our kids didn't, didn't necessarily agree. But this is what they needed. More so than we, you know, we knew we could be comfortable here. Um, even, even having our family and the, the church that we were used to having, um, we, we knew that our kids needed something more like this. Because part of that serving, no matter what, our kids, they were drying up. There was, there was no benefit there where we were stuck. We had to get away from that. Um, Dwayne, knowing uh, you know, background a little bit, he did try to let us sit. He was purposeful about that. He told me when people were like, hey, I heard Alan uh, has some experience in such and such, and Sheree is experienced here. It's like, yeah, just back off. Um, <laughs> In time, it came. There was, we're still not the people who just want to sit there and not do it. We have the ability. We know there's a need. Um, the leadership tried not to throw it on us, but what a good leader does, whether it's a father over the family, um, whether it's like, I know several of us in here are in kind of a, a manager position. We have people under us. We can't let a talent go to waste the leader's got to say, you may enjoy doing something like this, but this is really where you should be. This is where, this is where the church is going to benefit, and this is what you're really good at. You may want, but yeah, you're going to go here. Um, what, uh, me and Dwayne talked about this on one of the Wednesday nights, and um, without ever realizing it, kind of the mindset that we always have, when it comes to serving and not even thinking that I'm serving in a way of being the church. <sighs> what can we do so that someone else doesn't have to? Instead of walking by and seeing the need and expecting somebody else to fill it, if you have the ability, if you have the time, don't walk past it and say someone else will do it, but try having the mindset, I'm going to do that so someone else doesn't have to. And what we found here when we started serving is that we had, the, we had a big enough group of people that were like-minded and with the same passions and uh, the same desire to see it done authentically um, and to the best that it could. You can be tired with other tired people. It's just real hard to be tired by yourself. That's great. Thank you. Let's give Alan a hand. And, and though Sherea didn't say much, I know uh, that they communicate and, you know, she's like, make sure you say this and this and this and this. So most of that was, no. <laughs> Sherea, I, I, I know that you guys did talk, but if you did want to say something, you, you have full reign too. You good? Okay. Um, 
so uh, I appreciate that, and I appreciate all that you had to share. There's so much there, but to kind of just put it in a nutshell, I mean, you heard everything, but the reason I asked them to share that was because that, that's being the church, right? Like the heart to serve and then running into, you know, being used up and then having to say, we have to step back um, and realizing we can't not serve God. We can't not use what God has given us. Like we can't even do it. Uh, that's all so amazing. And then even, even to the point of, and not just, this is, this is who we are. This is who we are as a church, right? Like I have the picture of, you know, <laughs> the small hallway and the zombies are coming down and you're like, go, go, go. You know what I mean? And like, the people are behind you're protecting them like go just run you know uh, um like <laughs> people like me i'm the zombie right please i need you <laughs> um it's easy to happen when you're in the church because i mean you even heard what he said about about you know making sure as leadership we don't let opportunities and gifts slip through the cracks, right? So in doing that, sometimes we're like grasping, you know, and it's like, please come. And, and we have to, as the body, we have to know when one of our parts are hurt, injured, you know, um, and we have to give them an opportunity to heal and to get back to a place of healthy right? So that they can do healthy ministry and not destructive ministry. And I won't go into that. That's a whole nother message, but it's a real thing, you know? Um, so I'm going to, you know, it's tough. I'm just going to go down like I wrote it down, believing that, Lord, this is the way you set it up. Uh, I'm going to move on to the persons now. <laughs> I, you even got a mic. That's hilarious. <laughs> joking. Okay, we're going to move on um, to the persons, and <clears throat> I will, so you have been in ministry for some time, a pillar, pillars, right, in the church, and when you're, when you are the church, and I'm going to speak to you guys, when you are the church, and <clears throat> you you're a pillar or you're looked at as a pillar. Well, actually, first, when you're in the church and you've been here for a while, you, the goal is to be a pillar, right? Like you want to look up and be that person that people look at as being a pillar in the church. What is a pillar in the church? It's someone who's been there that's dependable. You know, you can count on them, uh, when everything's shaking and falling, they're the ones who are holding, holding up the standard. They're, they're holding it up, keeping it together. And obviously, they're bearing weight, a lot of it, a lot of times, right? And so sometimes we, we want this, we wish for this, we hope for this, not even realizing what it entails, 
you know. Um, and sometimes we're not even thinking about it. We're not even caring about it. We're just going about our business and we become that, right? So um, some, I have, it's just some, when they become pillars, they become static. And I understand that in most situations, a pillar is, con it's, it's immovable. It's stay put. But in the church, that's not the case. A pillar does not have to be immovable. And what I mean is, is <clears throat> here, let me state the question to you and then we'll move on from there. Okay. So does your assignment, does your assignment or your calling ever change? When you came into ministry, there is something that you felt drawn to. There was something that you were just asked to come into, however you put it, right? You felt drawn to it. You were there. You got pulled in the rest of the way. Whatever that story is, right? How in the course of your time, your assignment, your calling, does it change? If so, how has that happened? Um, and how does that, again, kind of jive with being the church? You know, letting people down or feeling like you're giving up something, you know, like speak to me about that, if you will. Okay. Um, I might... I think I'm going to start with a little backstory to help explain some of this and why that flexibility um, seems hard to, to accommodate um, when we got to it. And I know for both Holly and I, we were involved in working with kids since before we even met. Um, in high school, I w served as a... Uh, a camp counselor and I spent my entire summer like backpacking and canoeing and teaching the Word of God to kids and I got to college and I was involved in children's ministries and youth centers and it was actually at a youth center where we were introduced to each other and grew up in church being involved in church modeled serving by my parents and so that part all kind of came natural just because it was all you know, what I'd seen my whole life, and I just kept repeating that. Um, I think very similar to what Alan was talking about, where it was, it just felt weird to not have something to do at church. Um, man, regretted that later. No, just kidding. Um, but you, we, being involved was something that we wanted to do. And I remember standing in the back of the church um, when Holly, after, right after Holly and I got married, we were standing in the back of the church talking um, to Pastor Jeff at the time, and that he, we said, hey, you know, we just want to serve. Whatever you see as a need, just let us know. We want to do that. And I remember his face being like, oh, wow. Like, you guys are willing to do anything? How about children's minute? No, just kidding. And uh, um, it, it was just seeing, like, I don't think we really understood it at the time, um, what it meant for a leader who's looking for volunteers, looking for someone to come alongside to say, hey, I'll do anything. And uh, so then um, Holly and I went to a, uh, 
kind of a leaders meeting at the church, and uh, we walked away as children's ministry leaders and home group leaders. So um, it came quick, but the zombies think, got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, I think it was what we needed. I think, um, I mean, I was young and I thought I knew what it meant to lead my family and, and raise my kids up to love the Lord. But being involved in church and being involved in leadership and serving, I think, brought me to a place where that, I, did, I couldn't be lazy with it because we were going to be, we were doing it day in and day out. I mean, my kids, I mean, the title of pastor I was given more recently, but I think my kids have the, some of the, a lot of the same mentality that Pastor Dwayne's kids do or Pastor Jeff's kids do. They're, they're almost like PKs. They basically, PKs is short for pastor's kids, so I'm probably using our own lingo here. But they basically grew up in church, right? When we bought this building, I think my kids lived here for a month. Um, painting walls, I've got pictures, drills, whatever. And um, so there was this, this part of serving and um, that, just, that was just part of our, became part of our DNA. And it's not something that you just are born with. It's, it's something that over and over with time, right? Just keeps getting built in a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And uh, Pastor Dwayne talked to becoming pillars and I don't know how that really happened. Um, I think it's attrition. Honestly, sometimes, you know, uh, you, you help serve and, and then God keeps moving people and uh, sometimes you find yourself one of the few people still standing and, and uh, you know, churches do go through those ups and down times and the number of people come and goes up and then it goes down and back and forth and for whatever reason, you know, you find yourself as one of those people that has just taken on a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and people see you as something. And I think for us, right, when they see Chansey and Holly, they see the children's ministry, right? And they see they, that's who we are. And, and it absolutely, it is. It's part of our DNA. And it, I think it always will be. Um, I really believe it always will be because um, that's the way God has brought us along. But I think in the midst of that, God is... <laughs> You Sorry. okay? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, in the midst of that, um, God, God keep, you know, would, uh, I say this. I know I really felt it last week when Pastor Ryan was sharing about children's ministries, just, or not children, about people serving the church, just seeing a need and picking up the next thing that was needed, right? And, and so, we kind of kept adding something more and something more and something more. And then in the midst of doing all those things, we began to, our hearts really began to, to have this pull that God wanted us to do something else. And we're not leaving the church. I thought about joking about that, but I, <laughs> that's not, you know, that, that pull of God, <laughs> Alan and Sharia, here you go. <laughs> um, the, uh, that, that pull of God wanting us to take on something more and, and seeing a need from a different perspective. I think that perspective that God had given us began to change. And I think God does that to us sometimes when we get comfortable in what we're doing. 
Um, we've done children's ministry for 15 years-ish, something like that. Um, so there's parts of it that I can do on autopilot. Um, you know, I can walk in on a Sunday morning and I get a phone call like, hey, I'm sick, I'm not showing up today. I'm like, no problem, I'll just walk in and teach your class. You know, because this is, this is autopilot. I've done this enough times. I can, I can make a children's story and we'll throw things around and we'll have a lot of fun. But in the midst of that, I think God was getting to the point where he was trying to stretch me to something new. And I was like, nope, this is comfortable. This is where I want to stay. And uh, so as that that vision of what God kind of showing us, like, this is what I, I need you to do now. I need you to do this too. It was like, God, my plate's full. I've got a hundred things on my plate. I can't take on that other thing. God, what, what, why, would you, why would you ask me to do that? Like, I, I can't do that. I mean, look at all those other people, right? And oh man, that, that little whisper in the back of your mind that, you know, you're not supposed to have because you're a church leader, but you have, like, Mm, but somebody else could do that. Um, you know, they'd be really good at that. And all the excuses that you try to try to put forward and uh, asking God to ask somebody else. Um, and God's like, no, no, it's, it's for you. Um, this is what I want you to do. And so trying to see in the midst of that what that looks like and let go of the things that are comfortable um, is hard. But I believe that's where God's stretching us to do that. And so um, our gatherings, our small groups, and ministering to families and looking for ways that we can do that more is really where I believe God is calling us. And we're trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, but I, I really feel that... Um, for us, this is what God wants to stretch me to do. And I'd much rather play with your kids. I mean, you guys, I'm sure, are great, but I like your kids a lot better. Um, no offense, right? Um, but I think this part of that is God stretching me to do that. Or standing up here and sharing on the fifth Sundays, you know, speaking from the front of the church. I would much rather be goofing off with the kids downstairs telling a Bible story than trying to train myself to be able to share the word of God to adults too. And uh, so as God has been growing and stretching those parts of my life and those parts of our lives um, and seeing what God has for me to learn next without necessarily just dropping the thing behind us. So doing BD Kids, but doing it in a way that we're doing it, letting go of some stuff um, and doing it more alongside other people um, has been a life changer because where we were a couple of years ago to where we are now with having the Ben and the Courtney's and the Alan and Shereas even just coming alongside and others, you know, Sam and Blaine and people that have just come alongside and been such an encouragement to feel like we've got a team of people doing this was really God's way of saying, yeah, I'll take care of that. It's time for you to, to try something you know, to, to do something else in addition to what you're doing. And so that's been hard because I, 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 you, do you guys have like your identity? Like somebody, you meet somebody new and like, hi, my name's Chancey. I'm a software engineer. Like, this is what I do, right? Hi, I'm Chancey. I'm the kids pastor and trying to move beyond 
the comfortable part of what that looked like into, hi, I'm Chansey, and God, I'm back, and I'm going to say whatever you want me to do, I'm here to do it this morning at church. Because I went for years coming here and said, all right, God, I'm here to be your children's pastor this week at the Body Dayton, but that's it. That's good. And now I'm trying to walk in and say, okay, God, I'm here to be whatever it is you need me to be this Sunday. Um, and that's a little different. Um, and so kind of looking at what that looks like, figuring out how to do church a little differently um, for me has been a new challenge or, you know, God, you really want me to go up on stage again? Like, why? <laughs> um, but that's, I don't know. So that's part of it for me. Do you want to add anything? I guess I'll just add that um, with that, with what Chancey shared as far as, you know, whatever God wants us to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm excited. Like, I'm, I'm excited and uncomfortable because that's what it means to be out of our comfort zone, right? But I'm excited because I think with the people that have come around us, we feel like there is that margin to say, you know, God, whatever, what, what do you want, you know? And so I'm excited for us, but I'm also excited because like we've been talking about the past two Sundays, being the body, I'm excited for other people. I'm excited for them to step into new things and to do things that maybe we have been doing on autopilot. And so I'm excited for I'm excited for those people and us and just in general just to see um, what he wants us to do, but what he wants us to do together too. And Thank you guys, man. This is awesome. Okay, so look, here's the deal. <clears throat> You've heard that being the church is not right like you can you can go out you can serve and you can over do do it where you're harming yourself and you have to find a place to reset you have to reset um and that has a lot to do with people right it, it honestly has everything to do with people um and we're doing this together and you hear pastor chancy and miss holly and 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 being the church has been one thing and now it's it's becoming something else but the one thing that it continues to be if you notice if you listen the one thing you continue to hear over and over is here i am god send me here i am god do what you will with me here i am god i'm i'm available right um what what do you want? What do you need from me? Um, because I cannot not serve you. Um, maybe I might overserve because I did that. Maybe I might overserve because somebody else did that. Um, maybe I might be in the wrong capacity. Well, you know, whatever the case is. So let me reset. Let me make sure my, my, that my focus is on you and I want to be the church 
I want to be the church. I need to make sure that I am focused on you so that I can hear your voice, so that I can follow your lead, so that I can be in service to you. And looking at the time, I didn't know how this was going to roll out, but if I were making a transition, I would have transitioned to young Noah at this point. But what I'm going to do, what'd you say? I said, is that my rapper name? <laughs> young Noah. <laughs> he said, is that my rapper name? <laughs> that, that, that would be appropriate. What I'm going to do is, is I'm going to call this a to be continued, okay? And so I hope that each and every one of you that are here today will come and join us next Sunday so that you can hear the continued testimonies of Ms. Jane and Mr. Noah. Because that transition of really realizing and understanding that all of this that you've heard comes from or starts with this, right? One time I seen somebody do this. They said, before, before you can have this, right, you need to have this. You like that? Isn't that nice? This will allow this, right? And so we've heard one side, I, I, I don't want to say one side, but it, it, it's kind of a side of that, the serving side. That's, that's Jeanne, that's not me. Uh, Miss Katie, can we make sure we get the no cell phone sign back up again? <laughs> si silence your cell phone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> um... Yeah, so when you come back, when you come back next week, we are going to start with these two wonderful people and they are going to speak more to this and how important this is for being the church, right? So that when you say, I am the church, we all understand that here, this relationship, right? The time, right? Whatever it is, the obedience, whatever it is between you and God is a, it's, it's essential. Um, not to say that they don't have that. Obviously, they have that because that's the way they, they did the reset. That's the way that they said, okay, here, God, what now, right? But these testimonies I am I'm excited to hear and I hope you are too man God is so awesome and if you follow his lead if you just jump on board that train and just let it go wherever it wants to go man the things you get to experience the blessings you get to enjoy the people the relationships all of that all of that is so amazing. And it's all a part of being the church. Every 
bit of it is a part of the be being the church, the good, the bad, the ugly. I look across this crowd and I know some of your testimonies. I know some of you have come out of things. I know some of you are in the middle of things. And I know some of you are like in that place where you're like, I can see the light. And if we all are able to look around and see that together, man, the comfort, the familiarity, the church, we realize that we are the church. We can begin to state to those around us, I, I am the church. I am the one that holds my brother up. I am the one that prays and ministers to. I am the one that does that. I am the church. So let's pray. Just close in prayer and we're going to come back next week and we're going to continue this adventure Lord God, I just come into you right now. I thank you and I praise you for your people, for your servants. I thank you and praise you for each person on this stage. And I, I thank you, Lord God, for every person out in the congregation. Lord God, I thank you, Father, that you keep us, that you direct us, that you guide us. It's through your Holy Spirit that we, that we live and we breathe. And, and it's through you that we have our very being. Lord God, I just pray that as we move forward into this week, that you would continue to minister to us about being the church, that you would continue to bring to light, Lord God, opportunities that we can be the church, uh, uh, help bring clarity and understanding to what it means to be the church. Lord God, we are your body. Help us to act accordingly. Help us to act accordingly in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I just pray for every person in this place. Lord God, if there's anybody here under the sound of my voice that does not know you, Lord God, I pray right now that you would just minister to them. Minister to them as they hear these testimonies. Lord God, your word says that it's, it's by your blood, and the word of our testimonies that we are able to overcome. Father, I just pray that if there's anyone that doesn't know you or maybe their relationship is in a shaky place, God, I pray that you would meet them right where they're at. Minister to their heart. Lord God, draw them in. Call them in. Let them know that they are loved. I pray that they would submit to you, that they would turn their lives over to you. If that's you today, with all eyes bowed down, if that's you today and you just want to acknowledge that you have made that decision, that that is your heart's desire, will you raise your hand for me? If that's you here today, bless God. Thank you. I'm not going to call you up and draw you out and all that stuff like that. But I need you to know that you've made a decision and God is going to bless that decision. Going forward, God is going to begin to open your eyes. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, help this person see you in their life. 
Help them to know that you've been there the whole time, working on their behalf, moving things, straightening things out, setting things up for this very day. And I pray that as you move forward, your relationship with him would grow, your understanding of who he is in your life and and who he is in the people around you will become real. Lord God, bless, bless them, touch them. In the name of Jesus, bring clarity. I speak clarity into their life. Peace, peace that they don't even understand. Help them to see that there is such a joy and peace that comes with making the confession that they will choose to live for you, that they will submit their lives to you. Lord God, I just pray that you would watch over each and every one of us as we go today, minister to us, to those online and in person. We pray all these things in your son Jesus' name. And we all said, amen and amen. Hey, um, I want you to know, for those that raise your hand, I want you to know it is going to be a continued, um, your, your name's gonna go on a list of mine personally. And I'm gonna have a great expectation that God's going to begin to do some things in your life that are now understand what I'm saying here. He's going to begin to just really flip your life upside down. And I know it's like, what? I don't want that. But listen, listen to me. When he begins to flip your life upside down, you begin to see things way differently. You begin to be able to enjoy things and and just love differently. So that's what I'm going to pray for you so that there can be a clear difference between who you were and what you dealt with to who you are now and the way life goes forward. Yes? Yes. And obviously, if you have any questions, you know you can come to uh, and ask. But because I know who it is, I know they have plenty of opportunity to ask questions anytime they want to. So... Thank you all for joining me today. Hey, come back because I'm telling you, you do not want to miss Noah. <laughs> <laughs>